This is Face the Music, an electric light orchestra song-by-song podcast. Episode 067, Steppin' Out. What's that song all about? Steppin' Out is the ninth track from Out of the Blue, fifth song, Side 2. In the liner notes for the Japanese release of the album, Bev Bevan wrote, A very nice, rather sad song about having to move on elsewhere, as we do all the time. In the November 2nd, 2015 issue of The Quietus, Jeff Lynn said, I really messed up on the original. I can't even listen to the song on that record because of the vocal. It's just so flimsy. It's not even thrown away. It's just not any good. In 2012, Jeff re-recorded the song for Mr. Blue Sky, the very best of Electric Light Orchestra, but it wasn't included on the album and has never been released. In the 2013 issue of Goldmine, Jeff said, I did enough re-recordings of ELO songs for two albums, but didn't want to put both out at the same time. They're all really good, but I did a new version of Steppin' Out from Out of the Blue, and it's so much better than the old one. It blows it away totally, because I sing it so much better. I've got more confidence in the tune, and when you come at it again from a totally new place, and you've got a brand new sheet or blackboard that's empty, and you've already done it, and you know how it goes, and you're not second guessing it, you can make the record pretty quickly, but when I put the vocal on, that's what really clinched it. It was so much better. It was powerful, and it was clear, and it was clean. The song was covered by Lassie Eden and The Outsiders in 1990, Paul McNulty in 1999, and Carl Wayne in 2001. Watch out for that voice step, Mac! Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. And we get to the only halfway decent song on this side of the album. I say halfway decent because it's not that bad of a song. It has that Beatleish vibe, maybe even a little bit of a country vibe to it. But what in the world did he think? Why all the effects on the vocals? <laughs> it, I, that, I sometimes just wonder why certain decisions are made in the studio and why somebody doesn't just pipe up. I mean, there's so many members of this band that somebody could have just piped up and said, you know what? Um, take off a few layers of that vocal, uh, just sing. You don't need to have reverb and overdubs and everything else on every single thing you sing. Just sometimes you just sing it and it'll be just fine. And that's, this is one of those songs that didn't need all the other garbage on top of the vocals. If it wasn't so overproduced in this particular situation it would actually be a good 
song for closing out this side. It wouldn't redeem the inside of the album, but it would at least be an enjoyable song. Well, Jeff Lynne agrees with you. Uh, apparently, he does not like his voice on the song, so much so that he can't listen to it. It's a song on the album that he just does not like. But he did remake it in 2012, and he thought it was so great that he didn't release it. <laughs> at least, still hasn't been released in, what, seven years since that album came out? So, since the Mr. Blue Sky album came out. I'm kind of wondering why, if he thought it was so great. Because I can think of some songs from that Mr. Blue Sky Best of ELO album that really don't need on there. Although, I'm almost kind of afraid to hear it, because there are songs from that album that were released that he says, you know, this is much better than the original version, and I'm just, no, 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 it is not. It sounds empty, so I wonder, really, if his 2012 version of Steppin' Out is actually good, or if it's Jeff thinking... This is better than the original, as much as he hated the original. I don't hate the original. I like it fine. It's not a song that grabs me much, but I don't hate it, and I like it enough to listen to it. It's not like it's over, where I, when it comes on, I think, just tough it out, there's better songs coming. But it is a song that just kind of is there. There are some parts I do like. I really like the orchestra break near the end there, where they got the strings and the choir. And I also love that when it ends, although I wish it went on for a little longer, but when it ends, then it, the rock part just bangs right in. Listen up, people. Here's a snippet for Jill. I like it. Not crazy insane like it, but it's a nice little song that doesn't make me think, all right, we're, I, we'll just pick up the needle here and start side three. Yeah, I think what I'm running into in some cases with this is the uh, same problem that some people, well, I shouldn't say some people, I just say that a number of critics run into with ELO and a lot of stuff that Jeff Lynn produces is sometimes he just doesn't know when to just let it be. <laughs> That 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 is and true. <laughs> that's that's an adequate idea because Let It Be ended up getting redone by Phil Spector and that's mm-hmm. somebody else who doesn't know <laughs> when things are just done. At some point you have to be finished with it and you gotta stop fiddling with it and you just gotta say, Hey, this is where I stop. I mean, <laughs> that's something I had to learn as a writer a long time ago is at some point no, you don't need to completely explain. You don't have to keep explaining this. You don't have to keep going over this. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. You want to be very simple, very concise, and you want to stop. <laughs> I had that epiphany when I was 27. I was trying to think of a very flowery, very uh, extravagant way of uh, explaining something, and I just got stuck. It's how can I do this? And it's just like, you know what? Just write it as it happened. You don't have to add all kinds of writing special effects to blow it out and make it seem bigger than it was. Just write it as it happened. And I did, and I was like, actually, this is much better than this big story I was going to make this into. So, yeah, sometimes you don't really need to go over. But and Maybe that's why you could also consider some a lot of Jeff Lynn's ideas of producing as being cinematic because mm-hmm. there are so many movies where I'm going... Ah, this is a great place to end. <laughs> 20 minutes later. Uh, why still, didn't it end? <laughs> they still haven't wrapped up the story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I think that's just Jeff Lynn in the 70s. 
and early 80s, I guess you could say. He would make a big sound, and um, I don't know. A lot of the time, I'm good with that, because I, I like how big it feels. Like, there's something huge to this, and not it's not just a simple, easy acoustic guitar and, and singing. Although sometimes right. I like it, that, too. It works with Tom Petty, because Tom Petty was always trying to kind of achieve that same sound that the birds had, and... Mm-hmm. So with those 12-string guitars and everything, you just mm-hmm. get a full sound anyway. So Jeff Lynne doing a full sound on with Tom Petty always sounded good. But then Tom Petty, I think, just probably also said, leave my vocals alone. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, I'm not so. anti-simple. I mean, uh, save me now from Jeff's solo album. It's just him and acoustic guitar and one synthesizer. And it's just background synthesizer stuff. It's not taking over. And I love Fire and Rain, and that's just a simple song. So it's like I'm not anti-simple song. I think maybe for ELO, it's sort of like I go to ELO for the big cinematic sound experience. And oftentimes it does work with them, but yeah, this time around, less would have been a lot more. I think so, yeah. I mean, I think it depends on the song. For Turn to Stone or, or something like that, yeah, big is kind of the way to go for that. Right. Stepping Out's kind of a quiet, nice little song. Maybe could have... Yeah, toned it down a bit. It's got some slide guitar on it and everything. So, yeah, it could have just been yeah. him, some, a little bit of slide guitar, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of Tandy's keyboards in the back, mm-hmm. build up the ballad, have Bev come in at some point. Yeah. And, yeah, it would have been nice and short and sweet. And Yeah, and I think a nice orchestra and a nice choir behind it. Jeff, if you're listening, get back to me and, and Eric, and we'll help you reproduce Stepping Out for you. Well, at least re- release the version that you did so we can... Maybe tear it apart, <laughs> or, <laughs> like at least, did... uh, have a, or at least uh, give a little bit more judgment on it. Yeah, or tear it apart like we did with every song on that album so far. Got something to say about stepping out? Then call the telephone line voicemail. Six two three eight five zero three three seven five. Call now. It's time for a great line from ELO from this week's song. What's my line? Tank up all your things. We're gonna be leaving sooner than I thought. Tink the things you bought. Clouds are gathering! Say goodbye to all your friends! If you donate to the podcast through our Patreon site, patreon.com slash ELOPod, you can get bumper stickers, produce an episode, or for just $1 per episode, $4 a month, you can hear shows a week before they're released to the world. Or skip all that and just hand it over directly through PayPal using the email address ELOFTMpodcast at gmail.com. Great moments in Electric Light Orchestra history. The Wall of Sound, constructed by Jeff Lynn, has become an ELO trademark. And Bev Bevan's drumming is simple, clean, straight-ahead rock and roll. There's a difference, you know, between a musician and a drummer, you know. Uh, it's like footballers and goalkeepers, you know. I mean, they're sort of different, they're totally different um, 
roles to partake in. When it comes to music itself, I can't, I mean, I, I couldn't play Three Blind Mice, you know, on a piano. I'm really, I couldn't play the simplest guitar chord. And you can't write a song on a kit of drums, you know, there's no way. And speaking of Bev's drum kit, because of the classical side of things, I do employ uh, timpani um, and, and the gong. Uh, but then I also use roto toms now, and uh, plus a pretty general setup of drums. There's a lot there. There's a lot. It's a very interesting kit to play. And it might be interesting to know, of all the ELO songs, which one does Bev Bevan enjoy playing? Possibly the opening song of the, of the whole set that we do on, on stage. She's called Fire on High. Like it? Hate it? What does Madeline think? I like the song. Wow, she liked it. Face the Music, an Electric Light Orchestra song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment, Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at ELOFTM podcast at gmail.com keep up to date on the show by joining our facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on itunes you can financially support the podcast at patreon.com elo pod next week out of the blue bonus tracks sides one and two That 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 that